So Susan Sakura just got a package delivered to her home just seconds before we began. And she is going to do a live unboxing for you folks right here on the air. Uh, she'll be returning to her seat momentarily. Here she is. She just came back from the front door where they really, the UPS you know, they really do just dropped a package. Stuff. How big is this box you received? Oh, it's quite large. And the item is in there. This is enough bubble wrap to choke a horse. Okay. One. Okay, oh, here it is. Nice, it's a, it looks like a cup. Oh, no. Hold it up so crack. we can see it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hold it up. Hold it up. Let's see the crack. Oh. Oh, my gosh. You have to send that back. Oh, no, for sure. Too bad because it's a nice, back. yeah. Oh, and it's on the inside. It's all messed up, too. But now I've got to take sorry. all this. Now i got to redo all this, uh. right? Now she's in a mood. She's in a mood for our program. Too bad, today. Well, but it's a folks, nice, we're so it's a nice sorry. big mug, I have to say. And I spent too much on it, so yeah. for sure, better not have a chip on it. Hey, folks! Welcome to Older and Wiser. I'm Bob Bates in Los Angeles, joined with my friend. Sure, there she is in her lovely home in Northern California. That's Susan Sakura. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. So we're talking about sleep today, among many other things. How did you sleep last night? You know, I sleep erratically. Really? Now you mean you are up and down? Do you have to keep going to the bathroom? Is that the problem? Well, that's part that? of it, but that's yeah. once I get in bed. But when I'm watching TV. I fall asleep on the couch, and then I wake up, and then of course I think, oh, I didn't brush my teeth yet, so I gotta go. So once I, for some reason, uh, toothbrushing wakes me up. Um, okay, according to this survey, 2,000 adults uh, were surveyed and asked the question, how you sleeping, basically. Uh -huh. According to this, 43% of adults in the U.S. say they have no problem sleeping. That means the rest of us have some sort of an issue. Uh, older people are not the group that have the worst problem with insomnia. In fact, it is actually 18 to 24 year olds. I was surprised at that until I thought about it a minute. And what I do you think, think the reason is? Well, I think it's, it's that they're on devices all the time and they don't give their minds... Any, any article you read on better sleep, you know, WebMD on down, whatever it is, I mean, doctors, they'll all tell you that you need decompress time. So you might be watching TV, that's bad enough, but they want you to stop looking at your computer screen, they want you to stop, and the phone, and texting. If you're texting or you get in a word war with somebody, um, you know, and it's five minutes before you're gonna, or even a half an hour or an hour before you go into bed, I think you're all jazzed up and you can't relax. And, and I think younger people do that more than the rest of us. Well, and also I think during these complicated political times it's very tempting to check in before you go to sleep yes with the news right and most of the time when you check in it's not like things have gotten so much better in the last 10 minutes or an hour you know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not the case there's always something else going on there's nothing better than a good night's sleep though boy does that's I, true when i wake up in in the morning and realized that i had slept right through from when i went to sleep to when i woke up without any interruptions uh, it's like a gift. It's like, wow, I feel wow. fantastic. Yeah, you're restored. Yeah. 
there's, yeah, yeah. there's certain there's 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 magic to that, and there's and it, there's good health to it as well. I think so. Uh, Erica Jansen is an epidemiologist at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, and she says that if people haven't fallen asleep within 20 or 30 minutes, she encourages them to get up and do something like reading or meditating or something very restful. But you got to make sure that you're outside of your bed so you're okay, not that's where associated. I have a problem. Well, the idea here is that you don't associate um, the anxiety of sleep sleeplessness with your bed. You, if you're in the bed, you shouldn't do other things besides just be restful. Okay, but I don't want to take the lotus position on the floor meditating and then fall asleep and hit my nose on the floor, you know. But I have found that when I'm really having trouble falling asleep, the tossing and turning in the bed is uh, futile. The, the laying in the bed in the dark, worrying about the fact that you can't fall asleep, looking at the clock, realizing it's getting later and later and you still haven't gotten any sleep, I think that's more of a problem than if you just resign yourself to the fact that, okay, I can't fall asleep, I'm going to get up for a little while. Then I lose the anxiety about the sleep deprivation and then I get bored and I can go back to the bed. Yeah, well, see, I, I don't do that. If I will maybe put the light on and read. Uh, people often say that reading is a real way to fall asleep. Yeah, I think uh, so, but sometimes you can get so involved in a book if it's really good. You go through it and then next thing you know, you're almost done and it's like four in the morning. Yo, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so boring books is are the key. That's the way to fall well, asleep. Well, or boring subjects or subjects that you're not that, you know, like, you know, I could do this tomorrow. You know what I find too? Um, I find that when I am in a hotel, I sleep really well. Yeah. Uh, for a variety of reasons. I think um, it's quieter than it is here in my house. Um, I figure that the security is taking care of me. And I don't have to worry if I hear a noise because it don't, somebody will take care of it. I figured that part of it is, is, is at rest. I also think that in general, it's quieter in a hotel. And I have no pets in the hotel to jump on me. Do you have problems with that in the middle of the night, your pet jumping uh, on you? The only problem I have is that um, if my little kitty cat wants to sleep on the bed, and he does every night, I'll say to him, you know, if I wake up or he's moving or something, I'll say, you want to come snuggle? He'll come up and he'll snuggle with me for a little bit. He likes that and pet me and, you know, make a big fuss. And then he goes back to my feet. But see, that's the thing. I mean, you have, just because you can describe the situation tells me that you weren't sleeping during it, which means that your cat is actually disrupting your sleep. Well, no, because if I get up to go to the bathroom, you know, and come back, I'm the one that got up. That's fine, except sometimes my legs need to go where he's you know, <laughs> right. and I can't disturb him, so I have to go to the left or I have to go to the right. Yeah, right. At that time, I'm awake again. Uh, listen, I totally get it. We've got two cats that got the same problem. Um, speaking of hotels, a survey of 2,000 Americans found that 75% of respondents felt more refreshed waking up in a, in a hotel than at home. Uh, for me, it's the mattress. I think their mattresses are often better. And usually yeah. I notice that when mine's starting to get a little weary. So I'm thinking, hmm, is it time for a new mattress? And mm. you know, 
And then, of course, you can go on any website that sells mattresses, and they'll tell you, oh, you're overdue. If you, your mattress is old. Oh, yeah. 15 mattress stores want you to buy a new one every eight years. I yes, think, and only like on that. a, yeah. only, interestingly enough, only on a holiday, like Memorial Day or Fourth of July. Right. <laughs> and have you ever noticed this? This is, I want to I know. Have you ever noticed that ads for mattresses never come on postcards? They come in sealed envelopes. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. I, I think they, they were selling adult films or something. I don't know. I was oh, wondering, like, what's so secret? It's a mattress. Every, you know, everybody's <laughs> got one, hopefully. <laughs> well, maybe they figure if, it's, if the ad is in an envelope, you're more likely to read it than if you just see the card in your junk mail. Uh, I don't know. I can tell when that mattress sale stuff is coming and I, it goes right in the junk. <laughs> unless I need one. Do you do anything funny when you travel? Like, I have taken to bringing my own pillow. Are or, you? Well, uh, I, don't, wait, I me... don't get this. Why would you bring your own pillow to a hotel? Well, with yeah. COVID, oh, it started with COVID. I started feeling like if I'm going to put my face in a pillow, I want it to be my own pillow, not somebody who was there the night before who was coughing or breathing into that pillow all night long. However, uh, nowadays, I, I'm just mostly bringing a pillowcase. Apparently, a lot of people bring noise machines with them to hotels. You know, the little uh, white noise, the thing that'll just make a hiss. Uh, have you ever used one of those? No. It has the same effect as a fan, you know, the noise from a fan. It, yeah. it blurs out the little creaks and stuff that happen in your house, and you just hear a steady, a steady sound. Some people really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can see um, that. If it works, maybe, yeah. sure. 65% of respondents said they start to miss their own bed, feeling the Sometimes. separation anxiety creep in after only being away for three nights. I How think that's that? more common if you're um, not so much on a vacation but a, a, a time where you go away and you visit the family and you're staying at this one's house and that one's house i mean to me if i went back and and visited my family if i was in the area i would probably and i'd probably get noise about it but i would probably just stay in a hotel uh, regardless of how lovely the vacation was it's always kind of great yeah, yeah. to get back into your own place it's your space yeah, it's where yeah. you can just go <sighs> exactly um, so let's talk about God for a bit. I think this is kind of an interesting Gallup poll out recently. Um, the belief in God has dipped to 81%, down 6 percentage points from 2017, which is the lowest since 1944. But still high. So, uh, exactly. 81% of people still believe in God. That does seem pretty high if it's a survey of the general population. Yeah. Um, and in America, it's higher than in other parts of the world, apparently. In Europe, um, only 26% said they believed in the God of the Bible. 36% said they believed in a higher power. A higher so power. add that up. You know yeah, what higher so power means? Usually it means I'm not going to church anymore. And <laughs> I mean, I think it's, and you know what? It's fine. If that works for you, questioning is okay. It's not a sin to question. And I think a lot of people get stuck on that and they have to, we have to do it exactly. Throughout the post-World War II era, an overwhelming 98% of U.S. adults said they believed in God. Imagine that. I remember growing up, the very idea of being an atheist was almost like you were a devil yeah. worshiper. Yeah, the, the, that was just a word almost you couldn't 
Right. Uh, yeah, and I think there uh, are people who live good lives and maybe atheists, but they're doing the right thing. I, I have a friend like that, a particular friend like that, and he's he's constantly doing good things for people. And he he would tell you he doesn't believe in God because it doesn't make sense to him. So if you use human rationalizing and human thinking, uh, probably it doesn't necessarily add up to you. Uh, and then it becomes a matter of faith. Yeah. Um, and I guess at some point in your life, either you have that or you don't. Now, I had faith that my cup would arrive intact, and it didn't, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere along the line, we, uh, we have changed our attitudes about yeah. God. We went from 98% after World War II, we're down to 81%, which still seems pretty high, uh, and Europeans are somewhere in the 50% to 60% uh, belief in God range. So, um, times are changing and people I are think changing. people question things and as I said I don't think that's wrong um, but if you can't come up with an answer that makes sense do you discard the whole thing or do you say well maybe there's something else I need to look at or maybe something else will reveal itself or maybe it won't um, you know there's, a, there's more questions than answers and you know right. if you have faith then you say okay I guess the answers are there somewhere and uh, you know God is with me. And if you think, well, that was just luck, then that's not what you're going to believe. This uh, particular poll also found that the belief in God is higher among married people. Don't know why. Uh, it's higher among women than it is mm -hmm. with men. Uh, I wonder what that's about. Thoughts? Uh, well, Generally speaking, if you go back and go back and go back, when you and I were kids and when your, our parents were kids, um, more than likely it was the mother in the family that said, we're going to church. The uh, poll also found that 72% of self-identified Democrats said they believed in God compared to 90%, 92% of Republicans. So quite a few more Republicans believe in God than uh, well, I would believe. I would believe. I, I think more people. Let's put it that way. I do believe in God, but I, but I think more people might believe in God if, if Congress would get some things done. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that story comes to us from um, the New York Post, mm -hmm. by the way. All right, let's move on to something fun. Uh, if you sort of fun, the question here we're posing is: What is your favorite condiment? I just like to say the word condiment. Condiment. Uh, the big question is, what is a condiment? We're going to get into that in a minute. But the, this initial survey, we got two of them. This initial survey uh, from a place called tastingtable.com lists the top five condiments. They are in order from one to five. Ketchup, hot sauce, mayonnaise, ranch dressing, and mustard. Yeah. Uh, First of all, your reaction to um, those five? I, I, I like mayonnaise and I like mustard. But my favorite, <laughs> and I don't know if you call it a condiment, it's more of a salad dressing, but I like chunky blue cheese dressing. And literally, I have taken that and I did it last night. I made a great big baked potato because they're huge. They are. Have you been to the store yeah. and gotten a baked potato lately? Holy I, I get those four at a time in a oh, little package. Okay, this isn't any little package. This is like yeah. you know, you pick up. It's like you a want. full okay, meal. They're big, and so if I make a baked potato, and then what I do is I scoop out the inside and I mix it up with a little blue cheese, chunky blue cheese dressing. Not tons, but a little. Uh, sometimes just regular cheese yeah. will work, but it doesn't melt as quickly and as nice. And then I put it back in the shell, and then I have the whole thing for. I'm stuffed. 
Now, what is a condiment exactly? I'm reading here from Huffington Post. Uh, let me just read this. What defines condiment is simply that it imparts flavor onto another food. It could be a dip, a sauce, or in some cases, a spread. We count jam as a condiment, but we don't count peanut right. butter, which is a yeah. spread. We count salsa as a condiment, but we don't guacamole. count guacamole, which, which is more of a, like a standalone uh -huh. dish, okay? In 2015, I guess, uh, Huffington Post uh, created a list of the top 20 condiments in America at that time that does not live that does not jive with what we just heard of the top five. So I'm going to read them backwards. And I, I just, you know, reactions as we go. Here we go. Number 20 is ketchup. So I mean, is it a condiment? The Do ketchup I like it? fell. Yeah, the, this condiment fell from number one to number yeah. 20. Well, in this you know, I will just tell you one quick story. When I lived in the Virgin Islands for six years, way back when, and there was a guy, this was back in the 70s, and there was a guy who had, a, a, I think it was, what was his name? Was it Andy? And he had a hamburger stand on a beach. I think it was Belongo Bay. And he, you could get anything on a good hamburger. Caviar, crushed uh, peanuts, um you name it, okay? Peanuts on a hamburger. But Interesting. He mm. had, he would not serve ketchup. Don't ask him for ketchup. He didn't have ketchup. In fact, he sold t-shirts <laughs> that said, ketchup kills. And of course, you'd go there if you went more than once and you'd say, what's your thing with ketchup? And he said, ketchup was made to cover up bad meat. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, so number 20 okay. is ketchup. Uh, number 19, relish, which I love. Number 18 is pickle lily. Do you know what that yeah, is? It's some pickle kind of lily? cabbage and something and pickles or whatever. Cabbage and onions and green peppers yeah, no, and turmeric. No, heartburn from I, city. I, I, Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, number 17, tartar sauce. Eh, it's, no, it's a little overwhelming. Uh, if you have a little bit on, um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, on some like fresh seafood or something. Fish. Or uh, it's fine. But if you, you can overdo it quickly. Yeah. Yellow mustard. Always seem a kind of kind of a waste of energy. Was, yellow mustard. Why not just when it's brown when mustard? It's better. That's the one you want. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Right. Because it's too spice. The brown mustard has got too much yeah. spice for you if you're a kid. Uh, ranch dressing. Funny thing is, I think this ranch dressing as a condiment is kind of a new mm -hmm. idea. Uh, people never used to put salad dressings on a sandwich. Yeah. Well, now there's a thing too else, where they want to put it on pizza. There's an ad on TV. I'm delivering the pizza, and the other guy's there delivering the ranch dressing. And I'm thinking, you know, if you have, if you need ranch dressing or any dressing on your pizza, you've got to change your pizzeria. <laughs> Number fourteen condiment is a fruit jam. Well, on toast or bagel. Right. Uh, wasabi Oi, too hot. is too oh, hot. Right too up hot. your nose. It's, it's it's the only condiment for obviously you must have that for sushi. Uh, Number twelve horseradish. Do you no, eat horseradish? No, no. My dad and they love it. it. And you know, the hotter the better. And again, it's it's when something's too hot, like a wasabi or a horseradish, for me, the the intensity of the heat is a distraction from the flavor. Uh, number eleven is fish sauce. By the way, have you ever smelled fish sauce with without putting it in? I don't know what that something? is. I it's read it disgusting. and I still don't know what it is. It's, I, I wouldn't call it a condiment. It's a, it's a thing you would add into a dish. It works perfectly in a uh, like a stir fry. 
it tastes great and when mixed with uh, food, but uh, in a hot dish. But to, to put it in a bowl or dip. Where it, do you find no. that in the grocery oh. store? Where? What aisle? There's no. In the Asian. Oh, okay. Food then section. that's maybe an Asian condiment, and I, I just, I'm not familiar with it. Hoisin. I like hoisin and soy. Hoisin. I love hoisin. Number ten is aioli, which is really just mayonnaise, egg yolk, oil, and yeah, lemon no, juice. Mayonnaise alone for and me. Some, is, I like my mayonnaise garlic. clean. I don't need all that. Uh, I, unless it's uh, mixed with uh, pickle relish, but then that's you know. The well, then you might as well have a, a uh, meal of of condiments. Oh, hey, that's a oh, fun. I, I think you'd be uh, not good for the rest of the day. All I can say. I mean, a plate that's full of you know mustard and relish. Yeah, just just sauces. Forget about the stuff you put it on. Hoisin sauce comes in at number nine. I I also agree with you. It, it's an Asian uh, it's an Asian sauce, but mm -hmm. it's sweet. And kind of savory, I think it's a little less sweet, sweet than plum sauce, and it's sweeter than soy sauce, and oh. it's got a thickness to it. I used it when I used to make um, stir-fry chicken. Uh, number eight is soy sauce. We always have some soy Soy's sauce good. around. I, not too much. Yeah, you know what you can use soy for, too, if sauce. you have to really rescue? If you make homemade soup, and it's it's been sitting all day, and it just tastes deadly boring, add a tiny bit of soy mm. in there. Don't overdo it, though. Then you've got a salt kick it up. city going on. Barbecue sauce is number seven. Um, that I love, yeah, it's a pretty standard thing. People love barbecue sauce. Sriracha. Now that my wife cannot eat food that doesn't have sriracha sauce on it. We have a big jar of it, a big really? bottle of it, and she puts it on uh, stir fry dishes. She puts it on scrambled eggs. She puts it on literally almost every meal that we make. She has to have the sriracha by the side. None first. of those last couple of things are in my refrigerator, but go ahead. Number five is mayonnaise. I've got mayonnaise. I always have mayonnaise. Yep. Number four, honey mustard. I thought that's a salad dressing. No, no, no. Is that's that a, that's an actual kind of mustard. Condiment? I know because I had the mustard parties. And the must it's a sweet mustard. It's got honey in it. Number three is vinegar. You put sugar and vinegar together, you kind of create something that, sort of that sweet. That could be good. Nice. Uh, bad for heartburn, once again. I have yeah. to tell you, it's not so much a condiment. It's, it's, it's also a very cheap and um, non-chemical way to clean things. Uh, number two is salsa. Salsa oh, goes on everything, they say. We always have some salsa around. And the number one condiment that everybody loves, according to Huffington Post... And I think we're going to have to argue with this one, but it is salt. Salt? Salt. I say salt is not a condiment. Salt is a spice. Uh, what do you think? I don't care. Hey, Susan, we're out of time, so what's your final thought for the day? I don't have much of a final thought. I'm just, I, I just want to tell you that I, I really need to go to the store today or tomorrow because I'm almost out of blue cheese, chunky blue cheese dressing. All right. Thanks, Susan. Have a lovely week. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Uh, for our next edition of Older and Wiser. For all the stuff that matters when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. We'll see you next time. Bye, Susan Sakura. Bye-bye.